Customer experience. It's what sets some of the best companies apart from the rest, yet it can often be hard to achieve. Tune in monthly as we uncover the secrets behind great customer experience. This is Experience Better, the CX Podcast. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Experience Better, the CX Podcast. I'm your host, Alfred Sawatsky, Director of Product Management at Kubra. Just one note about today's episode. At the time of our recording, we are in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic. And since we're all practicing responsible social distancing, we're recording from our respective homes rather than a studio. So the sound quality may not be as good as usual. So thank you for your understanding. On that note, let's get to the show. This month's episode is a fun one because we're talking about Disney one of the world's most iconic brands. Disney has spent decades building an extremely loyal following, maintaining an outstanding reputation, and creating magical experiences. However, as we'll learn today, Disney's wild success did not come from magic. It's a result of tried and true strategies, methods carried out by the entire organization. We're here with Len Milbauer, also known as the Mouse Man, a former Disney employee who was instrumental in creating quality service and training programs for Walt Disney World. After 25 years at Disney, Len now delivers Disney-inspired keynotes, training, consulting, and coaching, so organizations everywhere can learn how to create magical experiences. Thanks for chatting with us today, Len. Hey, you're quite welcome. Glad to be here. So you're known as the Mouse Man. Can you tell us more about your background and time spent at Disney? Sure. I should say that the Mouse Man moniker came about because I was doing some consulting for Hamilton and excuse me, Hamilton Healthcare System. And uh, anytime I'd come into town, uh, they told me that their whispers were that the Disney guy was back. Um, I did spend 25 years there. I started out in the land boat ride at Epcot, so I was a trainer. And then a lead, which is basically an hourly foreman for all the rides in Future World at Epcot. Then I went to Disney MGM Studios, where I was accompanying characters out on set, was a stage manager for the Teenage Mutant Turtles were my show, as were Aladdin's Royal Caravan. Um, from there, I went back to Epcot, where I was put in charge of all entertainment training. From there, I went to Disney's Animal Kingdom where I was on opening crew, then to Disney University writing training for employees, to Disney Institute, where I wrote the Disney Approach to Quality Service and the Disney Approach to Loyalty. And uh, then in being put in charge of the team that wrote the operating guides and the -the on-the-job training for all the frontline people. It was quite an interesting career. And as you indicated, it was just 25 years. Um, But boy, they went by quickly. So in my introduction, I kind of alluded to magic. And and, uh, I think I alluded to the fact that, yeah, Disney has this magic. It's a magical world. But there's like non-magical stuff that makes it seem like magic. So do you you make use of the whole magic theme or meme? Or, I mean, how do you share that magic when you go to your, your training now and you're speaking? Well, the way I explain it is it's not magic, it's method. Disney is absolutely obsessed with methods. 
And if something goes wrong once, they figure out what they should have done about it. They capture what they did that worked and, and identify the things that didn't work. And they file that away for the next time. Again, it's not magic. It's method. And it is detail, obsessiveness about every single detail. And they don't always get it right, but they get it right often. So when I go into an organization, I, I help them with, it, it, it's funny, the old saying you see in the forest for the trees, most people are so close to something that they never see where the problems are, and for that matter, how easy they are to fix. So a simple example is a piece of trash at the entrance to a building. Now, at Disney, everybody picks up trash. In fact, I joke that you can always tell a Disney employee who's not working but who's in a supermarket because they're the one picking up trash on the floor. Uh, it's one of the reasons Central Florida looks so clean is because from the time of Walt, we've all picked up trash. In fact, there's this story about Walt walking through Tomorrowland with the supervisor for Tomorrowland, and Walt points out that the trash can is overflowing, and that supervisor says the wrong thing. He says, I'll call custodial. Well, mm -hmm. that wasn't good enough for Walt. Walt went over and picked up the trash himself, and that supervisor was soon gone. So Disney's obsessive about that. But in some organizations, some of your people, now I'm thinking like a medical facility, they, they never enter through the front entrance. They come in through the back, so they never see what the entrance looks like. So... Let's say a piece of trash falls on the ground, and they notice it one day, and they walk by it. And the next day, they kind of notice it, and by the third day, it's part of the scenery. It, it's uh, Sloppiness like that is like a weed that grows and grows and grows, and before you know it, you're looking at your whole facility, and your facility's falling apart. And it's because you haven't taken care of every little detail as it's happened. I'll give you one other example. The Disney Cruise Line set a, a, a saying, moniker, whatever you want to call it, day one. And the idea was, is actually, because they still use it, that every day on the ship, this ship will look like the day it rolled off the dry dock. It'll look like it's day one. And you can't always do that if you're in the middle of an ocean and, and a piece of glass breaks and you don't have a replacement on site you can't fix it but when you have that mindset that uh nothing sloppy is acceptable then you create an environment that's that's pristine and pure and focused on your purpose and that environment seems magical to the people experiencing it, because in Disney's cases, for instance, people that walk into the park can't believe how clean it is. And it's clean because we're all picking up trash all the time. There's some uh, great stories. Uh, I'm going to come back to this whole thing about magic and the utility industry. So a lot of our listeners are uh, from the utility industry, so gas, electric, um, water, telecom, and... At first blush, you'd think, well, that's not magical. But I've been in the industry over 20 years, and it still seems like magic to me. I mean, it, it is clearly magic. When, yeah. when a person, in, when a, a homemaker in their home 
or somebody in the office throws a white light switch and the lights go on when they turn a faucet and the water goes on, that's real magic. It's just we aren't we are so used to it that we don't always appreciate it. But I think that's more magical than walking down a pristine Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom. And, and in fact, one of my current clients is a uh, utility company who I'm doing a complete culture makeover for in, uh, using the Disney inspiration to do that. And I, I'm not going to mention their name because I, I don't think it would be fair to them. But uh, we are we have discovered that what Disney does is very much in alignment with what that utility needs to have done. So is it more than just uh, they don't have trash in their facilities now? I mean, like what, what kind of? <laughs> no, no, it's not that at all. But let me talk about my five P words that that, I, that the words that start with P that that I focus my clients on that I believe Disney does better than anyone else. The first one is purpose. And purpose is not corporate vision and mission statements, because frankly, most of those read like they were written by a bunch of people locked into a room without even being able to go to the bathroom until they come up with some compromise words they can all agree with. Mm -hmm. Purpose instead is why do you actually exist? Now, that's fairly easy in the, the power industry. Well, for Disney, it's our purpose is we create happiness. And the task each person does in, in the job at the mouse are all aligned towards creating happiness. I mean, an unsafe environment does not make for a happy guest, nor does trash on the ground. So in the case of this utility, what we finally discovered when I dug deep enough was without them, the lights don't go on, the the toilets don't flush, the water's not clean, and they have fiber optics, and, and so they have internet and TV as well, so you can't even watch anything in their home. So their pur purpose is, we, we reposition them as the hometown heroes. So that's purpose. Uh, the next P is priorities. That the priorities are the way you define how you should behave. That's the operational priorities. And how you should make frontline decisions. Those are the, uh, excuse me, I said the first was the operational priorities. I meant to say they are the behavioral priorities. How you make decisions are the operating priorities. And, and I, I think, Alfred, we should come back to that in a couple of minutes because this is an important point, these operational priorities. Yeah, the sure. third point is people. So you got purpose, priorities, people, and uh, a radical statement here: it's your customers aren't as important as your employees. A great leader delivers excellent customer experience. Satisfied customers deliver excellent customer experience. Satisfied customers in um, in a regular business spend more money, come back, become loyal. In a utility business, might it might be more along the lines of you have better community relations and you're able to raise rates when and if you need to. So purpose, priorities, people. Uh, can you, can you, you, uh, yeah, you mentioned customers versus customers. I mean, can you say a little bit more why, why you're throwing cast in there? Well, your employees are customers too. So it's customers and customers. Both, not not one or the other. 
Mm-hmm. So if your cast isn't happy, which is Disney terminology, so you could say for for your purposes and, and the utility power industry, uh, employees or team members or associates, whatever you want to call them or whatever you do call them. But I prefer customer because you've already got customers and customers makes the point that they are customers too. I mean, after all, they're using your service. They're the champions of your service. If they don't like your service, how do you expect them to champion it to your customers? Mm-hmm. So where many businesses, particularly with old line managers, make their mistake is in treating employees like servants who are there for the leaders, when in fact the leaders are there for to serve their customers and, and their main customers. And in this case, I'm actually referring to the employees. Their main customers are employees, and the employees' customers are the customers. So if you take care of your customers, they will take care of your customers. Where many organizations fail is they they don't take care of their customers. Mm-hmm. So now going back to that utility company, if the purpose is the front line is the hometown heroes, then it is then the leadership training program becomes hero helpers. Like how do I help my heroes so they can be the heroes for the community? Then answer the question. Um, yeah, that de- de- definitely. Um, so, yeah, so you had said have five Ps. The fourth one is platform, and this is not as apropos for uh, your industry. Platform is the stage on which you perform. So if you're going into a Verizon store or an AT&T store, the store is the platform. Uh, you walk into a McDonald's, the, the, the walkways in, the feeling of the door, the, the feeling of the tables, the, the cleanliness of the bathrooms, the, front, the uh, look at the menu, all that stuff is platform. Um, now, where platform does matter in the utility business, for instance, is uh, if, if you have to dig up somebody's front yard because uh, there's a water main break there, how do you dress the, the area in such a way so that it looks neat and orderly? Um, and the final one, and the most important of them all, is process. You can have the greatest purpose. We make people happy. You can have your priorities aligned so that your employees always know what to do. You can treat your employees like kings and queens so they treat the customers well. You can have the most pristine-looking environment that supports your purpose. But if your processes prevent you from getting things done, uh, then nothing else will matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let me give you an example from another industry. Another one of my clients was uh, Lowe's Foods. They're big in the Carolinas. And uh, we did a complete makeover of the Lowe's Foods store. It's like the destination grocery, if you can imagine that, kind of like the Disney World of grocery. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're very local, so they, they feel strongly that they're local. And so we came up with We Grow Community. Grow having the connotations of the local farmers that they feature in the store. The grow meaning helping each other. Grow meaning a dynamic company. Grow meaning the town they're in. And community is the town and community is the teams. And community 
is the customers and the employees working together. So now at a Lowe's, anytime they, they get on the PA to make an announcement, they say, attention Lowe's community. So everything's about the community. Um, one other example, Hamilton Healthcare System, they, uh, they were having a problem. This gets pretty complicated. It, it would take too much time to explain. But basically, if, if uh, you get low evaluations on how they made you feel, you get reimbursed less from the government. Mm -hmm. If you get better evaluations, you get reimbursed more. And Hamilton had their technical abilities down pat. They were great at the technical stuff, um, but they weren't being all that compassionate. So what we came up with is we serve with compassion because serve is the service, whether it's a radiology service or pill dispensary or just checking blood pressure nurses it, it they all they had the serve down but they didn't know how to do it they weren't focused on compassion and once we put that into place and went through the 5p words with them and put a, put some other things in place they were able to increase revenue by two hundred thousand dollars just on the amount of reimbursement from the federal government because their uh, patients and patient families felt that they really cared about them. But if you just looked at the normal purpose of a hospital, probably would be we, we save lives. But by drilling down to why you really exist and what you're trying to accomplish, you have a much deeper meaning than uh, we're going to be the premier healthcare agent uh, mm -hmm. company <laughs> in this region in the next five years. That that means nothing to somebody in the front line, but you need to be compassionate because you serve with compassion. That's crystal clear in everything: uh, mentoring, coaching, guiding, discipline, uh, hiring, pay raises. All of that can be pegged to uh, to that phrase. Now, one other thing about the utility: the utility has allowed me to redo their annual evaluations to redo their hiring process. So now we do a, a uh, behavioral profile to see if somebody fits that purpose of being a hometown hero. Um, and the, the um, managers, the leaders, the frontline are all uh, rewarded or not based on how well they deliver that. And we've even redone their recognition system to, to base it on um, the HERO Awards. And, and their orientation is really something. We turned it into a welcome home orientation because if you're the hometown heroes and you're coming home, so at the end of the orientation, we would give each a key to the city. So that strikes me as a place I want to work. <laughs> well, that's exactly the point. And but, if, no. if everything you do is coherent and cohesive, and very purposeful in one direction, and that direction is why you exist, your purpose. Um, things all of a sudden make sense in, in a way that they don't if you're just, yeah, we, we provide power. That strikes me as like a really risky thing for leadership to, to do. It is, because you're maybe not it's in not. control maybe. anymore. What's that? You're not in control anymore. Mm -hmm. But... That doesn't mean you you uh, don't have any power. You we cannot. Let me talk about priorities for a minute because sure. this is one way you maintain control. 
what Disney has set up, and it's brilliant, and with all the organizations I've worked with, I've tried to get them to come up with different things, and they end up with the same four words. And these four words are in, um, in priority order. This is how decisions are made on the front line. First question an employee asks is, is it safe? Second question is, is it courteous? Third question is, is it a good show? And the last question is, is it efficient? So it's safety, courtesy, show, and efficiency. Now, example, many organizations focus on safety, as they should, and they focus on efficiency. And they don't know anything about show, and they do lip service for courtesy. So in the supermarket chain, it, it was a case of, can I help you find something? Really what they're saying is, uh, I, I'm doing something here, but but I need see you need something, so so. Let me help you so I can get back to what I was doing. Right. So we changed that around. Now it is, hi, what's for dinner tonight? Oh. Mm -hmm. And rather than thank you for shopping, it's uh, thank you for visiting. Y'all come back anytime. You're always, always welcome here. Good to see you again. It's very different then. Yeah. Feels very different. Feels like a place you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting that efficiency was the lowest of those four. Well, in Disney's definition, if you got your purpose, if you've got your priorities in place, so people are making decisions without having to go to a manager. If you if if you are supporting your people, if if everybody's making sure that it's good show rather than bad show. Mm -hmm. um, then efficiency takes care of itself. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. In other words, instead of chasing efficiency, you chase all the other things, and then efficiency happens. Now, one of the killers of efficiency is process. Um, mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit about process? Yeah, let's do that. Lack of process is the killer of efficiency. Oh, okay, yeah. If, if, if you have good process, you can be very efficient. See, if your processes work, you can then focus on service. Mm -hmm. So the real job of the leader is not insisting the frontline follow the current processes. It was rather identifying those things that are getting in the way and clearing the path and continually establishing a better process, what many organizations call continuous improvement. And that's what the mouse does continually. So it's purpose, priorities, people, platform, and process. And uh, that's what I help organizations with, spend a lot of time on those. But none of that matters if you don't have purpose right. Often it's interesting what will happen. Somebody will call me and say, we need a customer service training. And my almost always reply is, no, you don't. You've got a larger issue somewhere. Uh-huh. You know, because if you just come in and do a customer service training, what you've ended up with is a, what they call a flavor of the month. Mm -hmm. But the culture has to be fully aligned in one direction in order to be really effective. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of thinking about culture. I mean, it, it just seems like, you know, if you have a whole bunch of engineers working somewhere, 
everyone just wants to solve whatever tasks they're working on. But it seems like culture, it's, I mean, it's harder to define sometimes, but it's like so important um, knowing your purpose, knowing why you're doing something. Yeah, and uh, frankly, I, I know I rattled these things off, off the top of my head, but uh, it took me three weeks to get a handle on how to describe Lowe's Foods' purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hospital wasn't easy either. The, the utility company was fairly easy because everyone I talked to said, uh, I care about the town and I grew up here and without us, nothing works. And that's the hometown heroes. Yeah, that has a nice. That's the hometown heroes. That encapsulates it really nicely. Well, and, and uh, I found that's one of my strengths is taking really big concepts and distilling them down to three or four words. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is one of my my pet interests is like uh, you know why we're doing stuff. What what are our motivations and. You start getting way outside the realm of utility and more into society and all things like that. And that would be another episode. So um, I think <laughs> I probably need to wrap this one up before I go down those rabbit holes. Um, but I was wondering if you had any final thoughts. And then if you, once, once uh, you give us your final thoughts, then maybe we'll uh, also find out from you how people can learn more about you. Sure. Well, my biggest final thought is that every action you take should be intentional. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned the current uh, current crisis everybody's going through. Um, there is what was and there is what will be, and what was never comes back. It seems like things are stable most of the time, but they're not really. Change is always a constant. And uh, there's a Walt quote that I'm going to paraphrase. It said, in this turbulent business of ours, we must keep our aim constantly focused on the future. Times and conditions change so rapidly. Yeah, I got that quote kind of out uh, out of order. But the point is, is the same, is there's the future, and that's really all there is. And um, another thing Walt said is if you really want to make a difference, don't make a five-year plan, make a 50-year plan. When you know what you're trying to accomplish, if it's if it's personal, if it's with your family, if it's with your business, if it's with your team, when you know what you're trying to accomplish in the broadest sense and, and you can articulate it in, in a very few words, then every decision becomes easier because you have clarity. And that would help people in, in our current environment too, knowing that there is no... Um, Nothing ever stays put. It's always changing. And the person who is best prepared to handle that change and and to meet the needs of their customers, their family, their teams in the future is the one who knows exactly why they're doing what they're doing and refuses to get sidetracked from it. That's a great insight, I think, that I can apply to. And we can all apply to a lot of things more than, more than just our jobs. And I really appreciate that. Um, how can people learn more about you? Easiest way is my website, likeamouse.com. Likeamouse.com. I also have a book out there called Care Like a Mouse. And it takes you through the complete 
process of redesigning an organization. It, it discusses purpose, priorities, people, platform, process at length, offers examples of how Disney did it, and um, ha- even includes worksheets so you can work, work on your own. So the website's likeamouse.com. The book's called Care Like a Mouse. It's available on the website. It's also available at Amazon and, as they say, other fine retailers. And um, my contact information is on the website, and I'd be glad to help anyone, anytime, in any way I can. Well, that's great. I know a few years ago when I heard you speak at one of our conferences, um, I, you know, I still remember stories from, from then, and, and it made an impact on me. And when I found out that uh, you would be a guest here and that I get to uh, spend some time talking with you, I, I was thrilled. So uh, oh, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. It's my pleasure. It's been a pleasure and, and thank you for joining us today. Then, then I only have one thing to say in closing, and that is in the words of a famous mouse. <laughs> I'll see you real soon. <laughs> thank you, Len or Mickey or whoever you are. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, stay tuned for our next episode next month as we talk to the city of Sacramento on how it improved its customer experience while increasing its e-billing adoption rate. That's all for Experience Better, the CX podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send us your questions and continue the conversation with us on Twitter or Facebook at KubraWay. That's K-U-B-R-A-W-A-Y or on LinkedIn at Kubra. Experience Better, the CX podcast is presented by Kubra. I'm your host, Alfred Sawaski. Goodbye for now. I hope you experience better. <laughs>